Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, met fellow adventurers, it's time to see... Time to see about joining that joust on Sangard Island. So I shall inquire about the upcoming tournament. The young woman hard at work setting fence posts along the northern perimeter of the list field pauses from his toll. Tells you the tournament is sure to be a spectacle. So a handful of her warriors amongst those gathered on Sangard were considered to be expert jousters. Chances are Ash Turban will walk away from it as champion, he says. He's won nearly every tournament across, these ki- across the kingdom these past few years. He'll have good fame as providing a prize himself. Not really for want, I dare say. The young man tells you the tournament won't be held until this field has been ready for completion and personally inspected by the Thane. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. Won't be long now. They're about to start up with the trials. Thank you for the information. Continue on their way. Visit the list field. The list field appears to be mostly ready for the upcoming jousting tournament. You ask around, learning anyone possessing necessary skills. It's invited to attempt the qualifying trials, being won by Captain Wesnar. Wesnar, on the west side of the grounds, attempt to qualify. After okay, so I need 30 horsemanship, 30... 40 weaponly lances. Okay, attempt to qualify. Captain Wesnar slaps you on the shoulder and nods. He leads you over to the western edge of the field where a crude list, not the one that would be used in the tournament, has been erected for the purpose of testing the skills of potential jousters. Points out five wooden posts with arms on on the other side of the barrier. Dangling from the tip of each arm, almost directly over the centre of the list, is a metal pot. Put is a metal pot at the end of a stout piece of rope. He tells you anyone seeking to qualify needs to strike all five targets with the tip of a lance on a single pass. Points to a horse grazing his short way and tells you may ride it on your attempt to qualify. He also indicates a collection of lances leaned up against the fence behind him. He says you can use one of them. Only one chance at him, too, he 
PC. Two, he warns. He warns you as you move off to retrieve the horse. If I let any, everyone have a, have more than one go at it, but here from dawn to dark. If you're any good at all, you only need one one pass now, grey box. Please don't. If you've not successfully qualified to one moon again, tempted again by quitting your current game and resuming from your last save position. Yes, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. If I lose any if I lose anything any of this or any of the rounds, I'm just gonna quit without saving. Technically it's cheating, but it's expected. Armed with a lance and seated atop a horse Captain Reznar's provided for the trial, you put yourself into position at the end of the list and prepare to make your one. Under the watchful eye of the captain and several others who are keen to witness your trial, you thunder down the line, endeavouring to maintain your balance in the saddle and aim the tip of your lance at each of the five dangling targets. Prepare to strike your target as you bear down on the first dangling pot. Pick a number. Bonus of 71. 18 from lances. 18 from horsemanship. 10 from agility. 10 from might. 10 from body. And 5 from luck. Got to get 40 or more. This one is guaranteed. Success. Clang! The tip of your lance strikes the middle of the first dangling pot. Producing a satisfying clang that echoes around the round the list field, you readjust the position of your lance as you bear down on your next target. Now, hmm, uh, I'm back. I now have sound effects. You prepare to strike your target as you bear down on the second dangling metal pot. Same, same bonus. Gonna get fifty or more. Success! The tip of your lance strikes the middle of the second dangling pot, producing a satisfying clang that echoes across the list field. Readjust the position of your lance, bear down on your next target. As you prepare to strike your target, you bear down on the third dangling metal pot. Same bonus, gotta get 60 or more. Pick now. Success! Yes, yes, I hit it. No, <laughs> only one of them counts. The tip of your lance strikes the middle of the third dangling pot, producing a satisfying clang that echoes down the list field. You readjust the position of your lance as you bear down on your next target. As you prepare, prepare to strike your target as you bear down on the fourth dangling metal pot. So now I've got to get 70 or more. It's guaranteed, but only dust. Pick now. Success! The tip of your lance strikes the middle of the fourth dangling pot, producing a satisfying clang that echoes around the list field. You readjust the position of your lance as you bear down on the next target. You prepare to, you prepare to strike your target as you bear down on the fifth and final dangling pot. This time I've got to get 80 or more. Which means I could possibly miss. In which case I will quit without saving. Pick now. 125. The tip of your lance strikes the middle of the fifth and final dangling pot. Producing a satisfying clang.
that echoes around the list field. 64 XP to General, 128 XP to Horsemanship, 128 XP to Weaponry Lances. Your extraordinary display of skill has earned you a place in the upcoming tournament that will soon be held on this very list field. As you return the horse and lance to Captain Wesdar, congratulates you on a fine showing and tells you you're sure to hold your own against the other competitors. Of course, it's always Ash Turnbow, he says. But he's not ready to be. He's not really to be compared with many. Anyone who finds himself up against him is sure to have their hands full. You thank the captain and make your way off of the list field, now eagerly anticipating the start of the tournament. So now I can move on to the gels, but first I'm going to save. I'm going to save after every single part of this. This joust. Alright. The joust. Part 1. The field is set. The contestants have been chosen. A tournament looms. Here we are. A bright, windy morning finds you in fine spirits as you embark upon the relatively short stroll along the sloped road leading down from the keep towards the newly completed list field. Only a short while ago, you received word that Thakir was gathering those been listed for the joust, and you set off at once, hoping to learn more about the looming tournament. You've only just started along a flattened stretch of road that approaches Corral, where the sound of rapid footfalls behind startles you. You turn to find Lukakan heading in your direction, apparently attempting to catch up with you. Though you have no real desire to speak with him, you've slackened your place and politely wait for the gaunt-faced advisor to reach your side. I'm not quite as young as you, he says, catching you off guard with a kindly smile. Have you a moment, Tally's Junior? Afraid it's a matter of some importance. You told her, ah, fuck here, that you're on your way to the list field, answering the summons. You tell Lukuan you're on the way to the list field, answering the summons of Fakir, he nods. That's only for a few moments, he says, he's usually dour. Usually, usually dour demean you with terms. What I have to say concerns precisely that. Despite your whack nagging reluctance to interact with the unpleasant advisor, you're interested to hear what he has to say. However, little could have prepared you for the warning he delivers, and the seeming sincerity with which the words pass from his lips. An attempt on your life will be made at the tournament, he says flatly. With your mind still wheeling from the unexpected and sharp, startling turn of events, you recover sufficiently from the shock to ask Lucan how he can be certain of this, <laughs> and how he came to know of it. There is, very, there is little that goes on about this place that I am ignorant, he says, eyeing you cautiously. Don't expect to be brought up as a hero, so what am I suited for? Indeed you are! I do, however, have a duty to see that the interests of Fakir and the Thane are protected. As it stands for the moment, Tallis Jr., you are their key interest. I ask that you take every precaution to protect yourself from the events soon to unfold on the tournament field. Wish I had more to tell you, but at this hour, sadly, I do not. You ask Lucaran if Fakir and Thane Mazabak know, know, that, know that he has warned you, and he shakes his head in response. You mention to Thakir if you wish. I will not bother the Thane with matter. For, 
trying enough, no doubt. It's his every waking moment on this side. You thank Lucid for the warning and tell him you will remain on your guard at all times. He bows and tells you he will come to you should you learn anything further about the matter. The advisor bids you farewell, turns, and starts back along the road leading up to the keep. You watch. You watch for several moments as he makes his way in the direction of the formidable fortress, for once again setting off. On sending off for the least list field, decide that for now you will keep what Lucuen has told you to yourself. This is surprisingly devoid of activity with your wife. It doesn't take long for you to spot a small group of soldiers gathered around the cute's commander on the far side of the field. Vakir welcomes you with a smile and introduces you to eleven men standing about him. All the men seem full well to know who you are, and several of them voice their admiration for your recent deeds, the service of their commander and the Tyson cause. A long, slender, uh, slender, tall, slender, long-haired man, his waving locks drawn back into a long braid that snakes down the back of his scarf leather vest, steps towards you, Tells you he's pleased to at last meet you. Thakir introduces the man as Ash Turnbrun and promptly tells you he's the greatest jouster in the kingdom. The man Thakir has identified as Ash Turnbrun blushes and shakes his head. Hardly something that can measure up to your feats, I'm sure, he says in a friendly manner, moving up to you and initiating Charlotte Cross. If you've the type time some afternoon, I should like nothing better than to hear any tales you might have to tell. They must indeed be both numerous and amazing if you don't the short while you've managed to make such a name for yourself as on guard. I'm honoured, tallies Junior. Thakir explains that a total of 16 contestants have passed the trial and selected to take part in the jousting tournament. He mentions that four of the contestants were on duty, but assures you they will not miss any of the pertinent details he's about to discuss. It's I, my hope, and also that's of good faith, that this tournament will serve to strengthen the resolve and provide a worthy boost to any sacking morale, he says, glancing sternly at each of you in turn. This is, as you might expect, a friendly sort of spectacle, but greatly preferred if it were to pass without excessive bloodshed. Lance tips will be padded, and you will be provided with blunted weapons. I assume that is perfectly understood. There are no questions. Thakir goes on to explain how the tournament will work. As is the custom, as is custom, it will be a fight to the finish, he says in a tone that suggests he's relating information if he's quietly low. Once one or both riders are on horse, the battle continues with sword or mace. He who is, who is last standing is the victor. I believe that is plain enough. One of the men, a particularly large shoulder named Athmore, asked the commander if he forgot to mention the prizes, lifting a chuckle from all present, including Thakir. Is not the glory of the fight enough, he grins. There will be prizes for all, provided by the Thane. Though as to what they are, I cannot guess. But I have heard the rumour that his own horse, a steed worthy of envy, will be given to the champion. For from, from his own lips, no word, such words have escaped in my presence. It would all do well to sell your minds on the fight before you rest your eyes on such a prize. Besides, in all likelihood, only Ash will need to worry about the champion's prize. His last comment, obviously designed to elicit a war reaction, does just that. Commander turns and heads back towards the keep. 
keep with the comical jeers of the contestants, yours included, wing out behind him. Ash Term shakes his head and laughs. You spend the next few mo- you spend a few moments conversing with Ash Tepham before turning and starting back across the list field, headed for the keep. She passed by a tree of your fellow dice jousters. Jousters, one of the men, a short, broad-shouldered soldier named Hust, purposely sticks out his foot, causing you to stumble. He and the two others at your side snigger as you stagger forward, preparing to maintain your balance. Think you can go about go about stepping all over, folk? He asks in a coarse voice, listing a grim a laugh from his two grinning claws. Suppose your head's about as swelled as old ashes! Being the great goblin slayer that you are. Ever had the chance to do better than goblins? Um, actually, yes. I mean, well, on this island, I can't, well, not, I can't really talk about what happened off this island. I defeat something called Xylomore, which are, spy, which are goblin spider hybrids. And, well, how's about that? Have you fought any Xylomore? I don't think you have. You turn your gaze upon the three men and level a witty retort at the uncouth Hastwe. He smirks and tells you he meant no harm. For a moment, the matter seems settled. With that, as you turn to set off on your way, his biting tongue leaps back into action as he makes an obvious attempt to goad you into confrontation. I think twice about winding in this contest, he said. A, ma- a joust is any place for a man of your delicate nature. If I were in your place, I'll catch up with the commander. Request to have your name withdrawn. Save us all a bit of shame. A fateful decision. Inexplicably feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. So I could turn around and teach Hastrir a much needed lesson, or ignore his comments and continue on my way. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm going to ignore his comments. Hastur continues to at your back as you depart, his biting insults now elicting steady laughter from the two men standing at his side, ignoring your obnoxious fellow jouster. You make your way off the list field, silently vowing to seek your revenge in the tournament. As you reach the edge of the field, you are overtaken by Ashturban. The master, horseman, and expert toaster tells to pay your need to Hastia. Wouldn't too worry too much about him, he says, moving up to his side and smiling. Not very steady on a horse. Searching a man who's wi- who's to be white wi- not certainly not for a man who's to be riding in a joust. I expect we'll find him flat on his back, and us at the mercy of the first wider charge against him. That's tells you for the quite Told you, for quite some time, he's found himself longing for the opportunity to silent Hastur. He's hoping to face the mere joust. I can only say, Tallies Julie, I certainly hope to find myself staring down on the tip of my lance at him. Ash begins to tell you a few of the details regarding some of the many unpleasant episodes such with Hashwood, when your eyes are suddenly drawn to an object fastened to the upper portion of your white sleeve. Your pulse quickens as you realise you were sta- staring at the other half of a wooden, pe- wooden pendant given to you by Thane Poland. Your mind is immediately flooded with a wide array of thoughts. You wonder perhaps something less obvious and more sinister 
lurks behind the pleasant face of the man who has been quick to befriend you on a list field this windy morning. As Turpin finishes the account, unaware that you have heard next to nothing of it and wishes you luck in the tournament, you echo his sentiment and bid him farewell. I mean, it could just be a coincidence. I mean... I mean, Ash Turbulent is presumably a great warrior. And we know Thane Poland is a great warrior. Presum there's plenty of opportunities they could have met up. Met up and in some sort of fight. And that's where the pendant got split. And they each took half of it. They each ended up with half of it. Just, it's a bit of a coincidence, but... Uh, I mean, is... Hmm. Yeah... Is Ashed as Tambum another agent? Agent of Thane Poland? Is Ash Turnburn Ash Turnburn? Yes. This island it's such a such a sneaky place. As you leave the list field drawing near to the western edge of the coral, you suddenly spot two figures standing in the shadow, cast by the large stable buildings, immediately recognised both Thakir and Lukugan. And you're surprised to discover they appear to be engaged in heated discussion. You cannot make out the words distance. Both men are quite animated. Look around continues to make gestures in the direction of the list field. With no desire to linger here and draw undue attention to yourself, swiftly you continue on the road leading up to the keep. As you pass through the gates of the formidable fortress, your mind turns from your most recent events to the looming spectre of the jousting tournament. You find yourself wondering just how much weight should be placed on the words of Luke again, and what was it the commander and his advisor were arguing about? You wonder why Hastert was so outwardly hostile towards you. If indeed the two, if indeed the two purpose of the tournament is that which Starkir stated on the list field, you also wonder about the matching half of the woolen griffin pendant you spotted adorning the white sleeve of Ash Turnbull. The man who before this morning was a stranger to Zoom, but who seemed to eke your, make your acquaintance a friendly impression. Perhaps most immediate among your thoughts, however, above even your nagging doubts and suspicions, is the, is the hope that you will not be the first to face the champion jouster in the list. Okay, that finishes this adventure with 256 experience to general. Okay, time to save. And, nope, we've got plenty of time to do the next one. On to Joust, part two. Day one of the Joust is underway. I think this is seven parts. Despite the lack, lack of festivities that normally accompany a jousting tournament, you surprised the size of the crowd gathered to witness the spectacle as you make your way to you make your way onto the list for nearly an hour before the contest is to begin. About halfway across the field, heading for the western edge when the contest where the contestants are grouped, when you're suddenly joined by Telebar. The beautiful huntress smiles and tells you she will be cheering for you as you attempt to make your mark in the tournament. All the talk around here is Ash Tullibund's going to have an easy go of it, she says. Partly think that will be the case. I have a feeling you're going to make a real run for it, Talia's Junior. My prayers go with you. 
You thank Talibra for support, and she's just about to turn away and head off into the growing throng of spectators. She stops, turns, and places her hands on the side of your face. Huntress leans in and plants a quick but delicate kiss on your lips. For luck, of course, she says, smiling as she turns and strides off towards the edge of the field. You watch her depart for several moments before once again continuing on your way towards the far side of the list where your fellow jousters are congregating. When all 16 of the tournament contestants are present, yourself included, Fakir again explains the purpose of the tournament is to boost, boost the morale of everyone involved, from the widest down to the last spectator. Everyone again is reminded that every effort is made to avoid bloodshed or serious injury. We're all far enough away from our homes and the earth of the kingdom we hold dear, he says, pausing to glare at two of the younger jousters who are owing each other. Let this contest remind us we need not also lose our spirit. The commander is about to continue speaking, when suddenly the eyes of every contestant turn to the north side of the field, as a distinct murmur runs through the sizable crowd. You turn to behold a possession of half-dozen armoured soldiers moving westward in front of the first tier of spectators. Towards the rear of the procession, flanked on either side by two watchful guards, is a tall, caped man, clad in chain shirt, over which hangs a blue and grey tabard. A black wooden mask covers the man's face from just below his eyes to the tip of his chin. You and your fellow contestants watch in silence as the possession of Thay Mazabat proceeds to take take its reserved place at the edge of the field. Thakir raises his white hand to salute to the Thane. Much to surprise, the Thane turns and bows to commander before taking his seat. Thakir returns his attention to the contestants gathered round him and once again launches into a rather exhaustive explanation. Explanation of the rules of the torment, which are listed below. Armored shields provided for the contest will I would shield suitable contest provided in an event that the contestant does not possess a suitable item. Jousters may choose either a wooden sword or a wooden mace as the weapon. Jousters may not fight unarmed. A bout is to consist of two jousters riding at one another, separated by the tilt, short of the fence, divides the two lanes of the joust. The goal for each rider is to attempt to unseat their seat the jousters by striking them with the tip of their lance. Jousters must attempt to strike their opponent's shield, which allows for the most protection. Jousters will continue to make passes to each other along the tilt, or to one or both of them have been unhorsed. When one or both jousters have been unhorsed, the hand-to-hand combat on foot will ensue to determine the winner. All efforts must be made to avoid injuring the horses involved in the jousting, as good seeds are not overly plentiful on the island. Any joust who strikes a horse with a lance will be immediately disqualified. As is tradition for this type of tournament, contestants must show appropriate respect to the lord or lady overseeing the contest. In this case, they Mazenbach. Mazenbach. As respectful bow before the thing was acquired by a contestant at the conclusion of each bout. Fakir finished explaining the rules and announces the pairings first round of the t- tournament. He moves to learn to learn you'll be facing Hastrit, the very soldier who previously had an altercation with you on this very field. 
Looks like we'll be able to settle things now, says Hashter, stepping forward. You wish Hashter luck, and surprisingly, he wishes you the same. You learn that your bout with Hashtir will be the first of the day, and Fakir instructs both of you to ready yourself. The horses are being dressed for a contest. Discover a large collection of armour laid, laid out for contestants to take any if they wish. So, I don't need any of this, but, and it, this is a bit cheeky, this is all pretty decent armour, which will sell for a pretty penny. So I'm going to take all of it. <laughs> take, 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 Yeah, and that, there we are. <laughs> now I'm loaded down with incredibly heavy equipment. At last, when you're done looking over the equipment, you make your way over to the horses being prepared to bear you into the first bout of the competition. As you approach your horse, a wooden... A young soldier walks up to you and bows. He presents you with a wooden horse and a wooden mace and asks which of the weapons you wish to use in the bout. I'll take the wooden mace. You've chosen the wooden mace. The soldier hands you the weapon, which seems surprisingly sturdy, bows and strides off. Alright. Yeah, I have the wooden mace. I'll just equip that right now. You reach your horse and are greeted by Thakir. The commander places his hand on your shoulder and wishes you luck. Just a bit of sport, Tallies Junior, he says, smiling. Not quite as exciting as chopping down a Noanok I wager. Good bit of fun all the same. Ride well and keep your lance up. Thakir turns and heads off to the opposite end of the lanes, seeking to also wish Howard's death luck. You mount your horse, a young and sturdy charger, and a soldier in a red tabard immediately takes the animal's wains and leads it over to the start of the white list list lane. Staring down the length of the tilt, the wooden fence divided lane, you watch as Hastir moves his steed into place at the far end. Another soldier appears at your side, bearing the lance that you will, you will use to attempt to unhorse your opponent. Take the lengthy weapon, noting his padded tip, thank the soldier, and quickly departs. A cheer rises from the crowd as spectators begin to sense that the stars of the first bout is drawing near. You turn and scan the large gathering of onlookers and are quick to spot Lukuin seated there to Thane Mutterbach. You are, however, unable to catch sight of Telebra amongst the crowd. Your horse snorts loudly and shakes its head while stamping impatiently. Sometimes, sometimes you get precisely what you've wished for. The loud voice startles you and turns to your wife to find Ash Turban striding up to you. He reaches up and beats you in the shoulder cross and wishes you luck in your bout against Hashdeer. You'll want to be sure you unseat him, he says, staring down the lane at your distant opponent. He can win without knocking him off his horse, but, but as there is a millet to follow the char, 
as it was a melee to follow charge, but it's not a battle for you climbing off your back. And there is nothing quite so humbling as being unhorsed before a crowd. You thank, you thank Ash for his words of advice, and he again wishes you luck for turning and heading back to where his own horse awaits him. A chorus of horns fill the air, electing a walkers cheer on the eager crowd, as their wailing blasts echo across the field and, and, and off the tall walls of this distant keep. Vakir steps into the middle of the list field and holds up both of his hands, which, imme- which he emit immediately subsues the war of the spectators to a murmur. Your horse stamps patiently and shakes its head. The commander turns and bows deeply in the direction of Thane, who returns the fractal of respect by wise from his seat and nodding at Thakir. As soon as Faith Mazenbach has retaken his seat, Thakir continues with a stern, thundering voice. For the glory of the All-Father, for the glory of our Thane, for the glory of the King, and for the glory of Tosa! Let this contest of valour, this contest of valour and night, shall now begin! Almost, almost the instant Thrakir stops speaking, Thrakir's horse lurches forward and breaks into a charge. You snap the wains against your steed's neck and dig your feet into his side, but the proud charger needs little urging. Your horse bolts down the lanes, carrying you at a nerving speed towards your rapidly approaching opponent. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy charges of two heavy charges rise in the air above even the din of the cheering crowd, clinging to the wave with one hand and trying to steady your lance with the other. You fly down the list, perilously close to the tilt, as you attempt to make an attempt to unhorse your determined opponent. Please note, you will now be required to make a series of three random numbers. Random numbers to determine the outcome of your attempt to unhorse your opponent. Your opponent, Hashrod, also choose three numbers in the same fashion. The total of the three numbers you pick, including the bonuses, will be weighed against the total achieved by your opponent, Hashrod. The first random number will determine how well you are able to maintain control of the challenging mount while maintaining your poise in the shadow in the saddle. So, picking a number, bonus of 76. 71 from horsemanship. And 5 from luck. Pick now. 85. The ability to control your charging horse and maintain your poise in the shadow has earned you 85 points. Bringing your total for this pass to 85. Hashtag's ability to control his charging seed and maintain his poise in the shadow has earned him 131 points. And his total of this pass to 131. Oh, he's already ahead. Boo! You must now select a random number to determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in your saddle while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lance. You must also, you're also attempting to remain focused on a rapidly approaching opponent. Pick a number. Bonus of 80. 20 from might, 20 from body, 20 from agility, and 20 from spirit. 101. The ability to maintain your strength, balance, and concentration during the charge has earned you 101 points, bringing your total for this pass to 186. Hashrut's ability to maintain his strength, balance, and concentration during the charge has earned him 99 points, with his total this pass to 230.
You must now select a random number to determine how accurate your attempt to strike Hastert with the lance will be. Pick a number. Ooh, this one's between 1 and 200. So, bonus of 145. 140 from lances and 5 from luck. Pick it now. 171. 161. Your ability to control and aim your lance while at full charge has earned you 161 points, bringing your total this pass to 347. Hashtert's ability to control and aim his lance while at full charge has earned him 296 points, bringing his total this pass to 526. Well, that, that's way ahead of me. The tip of Hashtert's lance smashes into you, sending you toppling backwards out of the saddle. Pain shoots through your body as, a se- as you strike the ground hard, driving the wind from your lung. A series of loud, painful gasps escape from your lips as you struggle to recapture your breath. The blow from the lance and the remaining f- resulting fall from the horse inflicted serious damage. In 34 standard points lost, injured, but with strength enough to regain your feet. You rise slowly off the ground and turn to find Hashtu is already dismounted. He's moving swiftly towards you, his wooden sword poised to strike you down. The crowd wars, wildly in anticipation of the impending melee. Hashtu mutters a curse as he, suddenly, as he suddenly rushes forward and attacks. I fight Hashtuot. Engage in non-lethal combat. Hastrod excels sharply as he strikes at you with his wooden sword. Alright, I'm using my wooden mace, and down he goes! Ha ha ha! 21 experience. Hastrod stumbles once and then drops to his knees. He casts aside his wooden sword and holds up his hand, signalling his, his concession to the bout. He attempts to say something to you, but in a moment his voice is drowned out by the roar of the crowd to gather spectators' voice of approval for what they have just witnessed. You reach down and hope your opponent to work to his feet. Hashtag seems somewhat taken aback when you silly congratulate him on a fine show. He admits to you that you were somewhat dismayed to learn he was to be his opponent in the first bout. Suppose there had to be a reason to frown upon it after all, he says, smirking. Perhaps we'll have another guard at some day, he says. So you both make your way across the field towards where the Thane is seated. The two of you bow deeply in the direction of Thane Mazenbach, who rises from his seat and nods at you respectfully. You turn around and prepare to set off and retrieve a horse and lance, only to find yourself face to face with Talibur, Ashumbrun and Thakir. The commander and Ash both commend you on your well-earned victory and then depart, leaving you alone in the centre of the list field with your beaut- with the beautiful huntress. Teleburg congratulates you and said he had, she had little doubt you will prevail. Then, in a swift and unexpected move, she leans forward and plants a t- kiss on your cheek. For continued luck, of course, she says, smiling. The first round of the tournament concludes just before midday, leaving only eight jousters left to contend for the title of champion. Among those who bested their opening round opponents, Ash Trudbum, much to the dismay of most of the remaining opponents. 
wouldn't worry about Ash Tambram, says Tabrella, as the two of you strolled off to sort of things based on what I saw today. You're the one the rest ought to be worrying about. No mistake about that. As you reach the edge of the field, you suddenly realise the excitement of the joust. Ukraine's eerie warning has largely slipped your mind. You still question the merits of the advisor's word. You remain mindful of that it is usually when you least expect peril that one suddenly finds himself immersed in it. You part ways with Telebra as you approach the keep and find yourself wondering if perhaps the attempt of perhaps if perhaps the attempt on your life that Lucan warned you about will come to pass. With that, as you pass through the gates of Sangard Keep, a vague but steadily growing sense of dread seems to suggest that it will. That finishes the Joust Part 2 for 384 experience to general. Alright, back to back to the main page of the keep. West save. Alright, back to the lip, back to the West Camp. On to the Joust Part 3. Alright, yeah, I think this might be the last bit I do for this episode, because all of them together are slightly a bit long. We'll, we'll just see. Start it. A warm, overcast afternoon finds you once again standing at the western edge of the Leafs Field, in a group that includes Fakir and the commander of Sargar Keep, and, War- and Warden of the Joust, and several and your seven remaining competitors. There are, there are to be four bouts today, which will serve to whittle the field of jousters down to four. Realise that all of the remaining contestants are highly skilled horsemen and jousters, meaning this round of tournament is likely to be a little bit, bit less forgiving than the first. Thakir tells you that you will again be jousting first against a young soldier by the name of Yendral, who has time and again proven himself on the field at battle. You learn that Yendral is fresh off a week-long stint patrolling the outer markers, during which he and his regiment soundly defeated four Nowrock warbands. Young soldier strides up to you and wishes you luck. He tells you that you've heard of some of your valorous deeds performed in the service of Fakir, and he hopes to be able to one day fight at your side. You tell him it's more likely you'll be fighting against him before you have the chance to fight with him, and the two of you share a laugh. The crowd of onlookers for today's joust is noticeably smaller than it was on the first day. Many of the soldiers who ignored the attendant spectrum been sent to the northern edge of the hold. They have been preparing defences and get one, what many suspect, may be a large-scale Narawak assault in the coming weeks. You also note that Fame Mazabrak and Nukulin are not present. A pressing matter at the keep ties his hands today, replies Thakir, to a cry regarding Thane's absence. He wished for the tournament to continue, though, so here we find ourselves. Thakir tells you that he spoke to the Thane following the first round of competition. I was quite impressed by the skill and courage you displayed. That is high praise indeed, says Commander. The Thane is a man who is by no means easily impressed. Was I really that skilled? I got knocked off my horse. <laughs> which is which you're not supposed to do in a jousting. You're supposed to knock the other guy off. 
I only managed to recover because I just wailed on the other guy until he fell down. Another absence you make note of, though with more profound disappointment than the others, is that of Telebois. Your eyes scan the gathering of onlookers for any sign of the huntress, and are dismayed to discover she is not to be found. Ever since your first encounter, you have found your thoughts returning to her with increasing frequency. Whether it is a growing affection seems odd for her, or the fact that thinking of the beautiful huntress seems to drive away important reminders, the mission seems to crop up at every turn. One thing is certain, scarcely an hour passes where she does not slip into your thoughts. A chorus of horns winds out, signalling the stars and the bouts. Before you can head over to fetch the char- charge you will be wiring, Fakir approaches and tells you there has been a change. Fakir tells you receive word that Ash Tambud is nearly back at the peak, so the formidable champion, the Lance, will need to wide his bout ahead of you. As Ash and his opponent, a barrel-chested youth by the name of Mitimisir, manoeuvre their steeds in position at the opposite end of the joust, you stand back with your fellow jousters and prepare to watch you only assume will be an easy victory for the Lorded Champion. Despite the festive nature of the joust, and the relative safety you feel in the company of your fellow competitors, not to mention that here, Graham alert, vowing not to forget that Lucuin's warning that foul play was to be afoot during the tournament. You scan the gathering of spectators time and again and see nothing amidst the onlookers that rouses even a hint of suspicion. Well, of course, well, we, we do know there are shapeshifters amongst our foes, so yeah, they, they could just not look suspicious. The near-deafening blast of three horns and the thundering of hoofbeats returns your thoughts to the bout that is now underway. Ash Turburn, with the poise of a master lantern horseman, spends down, speeds down the white side of the hilt towards Mertumizir. Those heavy charger gallops steadily along the opposite side. A shocked murmur runs through the crowd. Your own eyes widen. As without warning, the horse-bearing Ashtarburn pulls out of its charge, wears up on its hind leg, legs and casts its broodus wider to the ground. Ash appears to be dazed by the fall, but quickly attempts to regain his feet. What happens next, however, is entirely unexpected, and your find mind paints a surprising innocent with a dark, sinister hue. Heavy charger repeatedly brings both its front hoofs down repeatedly on the back of its former rider, driving Ash to the ground each time he attempts to regain his feet. So as the horse feet, horse's feet begin to strike his head, you Fakir and the three other jousters rush forward to come to the aid of the fallen jouster. Two of the men grab the horse's reins and manage to drag the wild creature out of the way. So you, Fakir, and Yendel can pull Ash to safety. Matshishpa, whose horse did not stop its charge until it reaches the end of the tilt, washes up and glazes down in shock and horror at his badly battered opponent. Ash is slow to regain his feet, and is suspected that he has suffered more than one cracked or broken rib in an expected assault by the horse. His face and the back of his head bear several marks, some more eyes return into large bruises, and his left arm appears to be broken just below the elbow. Oh no! 
For your estimation, he's very lucky to survive the, the attack. Thought they were supposed to be wooden swords! He gasps, making the effort to poke fun at his own predicament and miss painful gas. Vakir calls for three soldiers from the crowd gathered to watch the joust and instructs them to return at once to keep with Ash. Let's, let's hope that every last piece of morale doesn't depart along with him, says Fakir, as all present watch Ash and the three soldiers make their way slowly off the list field. Where is that horse? What in the name of all far the old farmer could have stirred up the beasts like that? They won't like this a bit. As you and the others head slowly back to the western edge of this field, preparing to continue the day's bouts, you are certain the misfortune befell Ash was no accident. While you're ready yourself for the contest against Yudron, you find yourself wondering if somehow you are the intended target of a horse's sudden wage. Vowing not to let such thoughts force affect you, affect you in your bout with Yudron, push them out of your mind as you climb into the saddle and move to the end of the tilt on the near side of the field. If also out, however, to, to remain watchful for any sign of trouble from the heavy steed on those back you're perched. Hendrel takes his place on the far end of the list, and both you and the young soldier, young soldier wait with pounding hearts for Fakir to signal the start of the contest. A chorus of horns fill this, fills the air, Lixing us cheer from those gathered to witness the violent but honourable spectacle. Fakir steps into the middle of the list field, holds up both of his hands, which immediately subdues the din of the crowd to a murmur. Your proud horse stamps impatiently and snorts. Fakir suddenly lowers his hands and immediately urge, urge your horse forward. The powerful charger swiftly breaks into a gallop down the white side of the tilt. The far end of the list, Yidril Steed also begins its charge. You and the young soldier quickly find yourself bearing down on each other with unnerving speed. Your heart pounds as the thundering hoofbeats of two heavy charges rise into the air, momentarily droning out the cheers of the gathered spectators, clinging to the waves with one hand and, and trying to steady your lance with the other. You peer... You, Perily close, you fly down the list, perily close to tilt as you prepare to make an attempt to unhorse the young soldier. Yep, the note's the same as last time. The first, your first round in number, determine how well it was to maintain control of your charging mount while maintaining poise, while retaining your poise in the shadow. So it's a bonus of 76, 71 for woodmanship. And five from luck. Pick now. 130. Your ability to control your whore. Horse and bring your poise in the shadow. It's earned you 130 points. Bringing your total of this pass to 130. Yidril's ability to control his charging seed and maintain his poise in the saddle. Has earned him 131 points. Bringing his total of this pass to 131. Alright, that's better than last time. You must now select a random number, determine how well you are able to maintain your balance in the saddle, while simultaneously holding the reins of your horse and attempting to position your lats. You also attempt to aim focused on your rapidly approaching opponent. So, bonus of 80 this time. 
20 from might, 20 from body, 20 from agility, and 20 from spirit. All right, 111. Your ability to remain your strength, balance, and concentration during the charge. 111 points, bringing your total for this pass to 241. The endurance ability, mainly strength, balance, concentration during this charge, has earned him 81 points. Bring his total this pass to 212. So I'm ahead now. That's good. You must now select a random number to determine how accurate your attempt to strike Yindor with your last would be. It's 1 to 200 and a bonus of 145. 140 from lances and 5 from luck. Pick now. 100. 345. <laughs> your ability to control your aim and, and aim your lance while at full charge has earned you 345 points, bringing your total this pass to 586. Yindel's ability to control and aim his lance on a full charge has earned 319 points, bringing your total for this pass to 531. Alright, tip of your lance smashes into the centre of Yindel's shield. The force of the blow sends the young soldier toppling from his saddle. He lands on his back in the middle of the lane. Licks a single, single shrill grass as the impact forces every ounce of breath from his lungs. Do I fight him? You expertly draw your charging horse to a halt to dismount, casting aside your lance in favour of the wooden mace you chose at the start of the tournament. Gindel slowly regains his feet and turns to face you. Brandishing his wooden sword with a high degree of skill, she bear down on him. Despite having been unhorsed and suffered some serious damage in the fall, the young soldier appears determined to fight you to the finish. The crowd roars wildly in, in anticipation of the fierce of a fierce battle. I fight Yendral. Should be easy since I've already knocked him off his horse. Yendral slashes you with his wooden sword. He slashes again, and is defeated. Easy peasy. 41 XP. Yendor falls flat on his back and drops his wooden sword. He places both hands over his face and starts to gasp the laugh. Though his mirth is interrupted by short, painful gasps. Enough, Tally's junior, he says, smirking. Might as well crown you today. Beg you to remind me never to ride at you again. The small crowd cheers as you reach down and help your grinning opponent to his feet. Yendor meets you in the shoulder cross and congratulates you on a fine bout. Had I known you were so good with horses and sticks, I might have bribed the commander for another opponent, he smirks. As two of you may, two of you make your way back to, fa- to where Fakir stands waiting. You and Yendor bow to Fakir before, upon return, turning to the far side of the list, and the commander commends you both on a well-fought bout. Seems we have a man with a spirit for the joust, says Thakir. Safi on the shoulder, he moves off to announce the next set of contestants. Good bit of luck, too. Don't think Ash Turnbull in any shape to take for the saddle any time soon. Real shame, to be sure, but he'll pull for The rest of the tournament's second round passes without incident. 
and when the two remaining bouts concluded, a total of four of the original 16 contestants remain. Mert Tensbear, who has been awarded a victory for his bout due to the incident, in, in, is injured Ash Turnburn and forced the Master Jazz out of the t- tournament, seems quite dejected at how things have turned out. I'll hear nothing of the sort, Sakia somewhat crossly, countering Mert's proposal that the tournament be restarted. We even called off entirely in light of this unfortunate incident. There is danger inheriting this spectacle at this. A pity and a shame it is, but let us not forget the reason we are jousting. The fall of Ash Turma's treasury. Ash treasury enough. Let's not pile all another by losing our spirit for the thing. Mercer apologises and says he meant meant no harm. Fakir tells the young soldiers to think no more of it. The smaller crowd and the absence of the Thane, perhaps more importantly than the absence of Telebra, makes your second victory in a joust seem somewhat less thrilling than your first. Few of the soldiers who watch the afternoon's events come up and congratulate you on a fine showing as you make your way off the list field. You thank them and then proceed along the road leading up, to, up from the coral to the keep. As you approach the gates of the formidable fortress, Decide you will seek out Ash Turban and see how he has fared following his painful and utterly unexpected early exit from the tournament. While you cannot prove anything, you have only your own suspicions and Lurkin's warning to guide you, all but certain that the accident that nearly cost the master horseman and jouster his life was meant to take yours. That finishes that adventure... For 384 experiments to general. And back to back to the main keep. Time to save. Next time we'll be on to the joust part four. But until then, farewell. Fellow adventurers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.